0: Welcome to another episode of the MMA Lockcast. I'm your host Manpreet aka MMA Lock of the Night and your boy on Twitter at MMALOT and this week we're going over UFC Vegas 22 headline by Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland in a pivotal middleweight matchup. I'm very much looking forward to this and Kevin Holland in his first ever UFC main event. This fight should be great and uh, we'll find out whether you know this is Kevin Holland's time or whether it's Derek Brunson's time. All right. Uh, just a quick update for anybody listening to this on the audio side of things I know I have a ton of fans that are uh, you know like to just strictly watch the or listen to the podcast rather than watch the video this is a recorded episode so I'm watching or sorry a live episode I should be saying um, you know with time constraints and all that stuff i wanted to just do this in, in one go rather than having to edit everything and, and put it together and make it look nice and pretty something that you guys are always uh, banking on me for but i do want to start focusing on ufc 260 so i'd rather just get this content out in one big video it's been a long time since i sat and talked about a whole card by myself but here we are for ufc vegas 22 doing exactly that so i will be interacting with the chat every now and then um just to kind of keep things flowing uh but i will be getting through this podcast and, and breaking down every single fight that we have and i'm very much looking forward to do so so just right off the bat i want to see what up to the chat in here we already got a couple guys here freddie feeball and is saying ufc back in business got to make that money for a florida road trip i don't know if i'll be at a, a live event for a long time now rexley is in the chat saying what's going on um Ben Peek. I just got done with tape on Dawson versus Santos. I think Santos might be a good underdog. I think Santos has the better striking while Dawson still looks green on the feet. I can't wait to get into that one for you guys. Harman's rise in the chat saying cheers what's going on ever Evo Steph is saying what's up I appreciate you stopping by Shawnee Mac always reliable what big Manny to God thank you for stopping by uh pkk is saying what up just finished my own study and kicking myself for not jumping on Bruno uh before the line drop massively thoughts on that one Bruno is my dog of the night Ooh, can't wait to get this one going for you guys as well um Ben Peek is saying this is awesome. Thanks for this log. I'm not going to be doing live uh casts as usual uh, moving forward. This is probably a one-off, but I have a ton of other live content that I normally give you guys. So uh, most notably on fight day, 1 p.m. Eastern, I usually do my uh, MMA logcast live and that's where you guys are able to interact with me the most. But yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do this live version of the podcast. Again, I like editing it. I like making it look nice and beautiful. Uh, and, and you know, getting the graphics up for you guys and all that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't want to say never. I did say never, but I d- never say never. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, more with less to saying thanks for the cast. Appreciate appreciate it. Uh, Chris Heisenbottle is saying how long have we been live just got here. We just started we just started all right let me uh let's get this thing on the road let me let me get into uh the fights here so uh well actually i'm so off in terms of how i normally uh do these but what i normally do is actually go over my last event and that's what i'll do quickly for you guys it was a very short one since we only had two bets ultimately only ended up having one bet uh so we'll talk about the lock and i play it was neon edwards last week i had five units on him at minus 264 i was getting an immense value as i believe he should be closer to minus 400 in that spot unfortunately he goes out there and pokes uh, or gouges the shit out of Bilal Muhammad's eye. And we get a push on that because it ends up being a no contest. And then my dog and I play which was one unit on Matthias uh plus 114 that cashes for plus 1.14 units. And that's the profit that we have on the event. Uh, so for me, I have $100 per unit, I profited $114 that night. So I was happy we had at least hand off in the green. Did Nicolau deserve that uh, decision? On my first and second watch, I don't think so. But uh, I'm happy to get the, the the scorecards there. I'm sure Karma eventually will come back and bite me in the butt with another split decision down the road. But uh, happy to end up in the green for this last event and hope to keep that energy rolling along. That's two straight winning events. I'm uh, hoping to string together this third one now coming up this weekend at UFC Vegas 22. Uh, before jumping into it again, do you want to shout out the sponsors and all that? Uh, first and foremost, CoolBet. Make sure you guys go check out CoolBet.com. Promo code MMALOTN2. Uh, that gives you guys, uh, th- they match your initial bonus up to 200 bucks, uh, 100%. So uh, you put in 100 bucks, they match you 100 bucks. Um, I believe there's a six times rollover, but that's with any, uh that's why any bookie, when you sign up and get a welcome bonus. So make sure you guys check them out. They have great vo- odds. They have great uh, props. You can parlay props. You can do all that crazy stuff unfortunately it's only available in canada and uh some of the scandinavian countries as well as a a couple south american countries so you know check it out if you're in one of those spots i'm sure you'll be happy with uh the the product that you guys are getting with CoolBet. also i do want to shout out uh fanatics fantasy mma it's an app where it's pretty much fantasy mma you pick every single one of your fights um And you can go up against your friends, you can go up against just random people. They have like a worldwide leaderboard as well, I believe it is still in a beta phase. And they're very receptive to what the the, um, to what people are saying, Uh, you know, any type of uh, things they want to add take away. uh, They're totally open to hearing uh suggestions so make sure you guys check them out i do have the link in the description below if you guys want to check out the app i'm on it myself i'll be giving out my picks on that as well uh closer to the fights um but yeah I, I love using the app it's probably one of the best apps in terms of fantasy mma uh and they don't just do ufc they do one they do Bellator, they do all of that stuff so you get not not just ufc you get a ton of other shit so make sure you guys check out fanatics fantasy mma great app i can't wait for them to blow up and i'm glad to be a part of the journey with them as well uh and then one last thing i do want to talk about before jumping into the breakdowns here let me just pull it up real quick uh one second guys one second um oh yeah and then obviously the patreon if you guys aren't already on the Patreon, patreon.com slash lock of the night, or I believe it's MMALOTN. Either way, the, uh, the the link is in the description below. You guys gotta get a ton of cool perks. Usually when I'm not doing a live show like this to do my podcast, you guys get my uh breakdowns nice and early. Uh all my picks, obviously, as well as the best bets and props article that a lot of people enjoy. You know, I put my confidence level up beside every single bet there, as well as I've added a new section uh for live betting for every single fight. I try to give you guys my best thoughts for the live betting for every single matchup. So if you are looking to live bet fights, I'll make sure you guys are ready to go in terms of the knowledge that you need uh to for every single fight going into it so yeah got a ton of great perks on the patreon make sure you guys check that shit out it's the best way to help you guys out uh help your boy out uh continuously doing this full time as well which i'm already doing starting next week my- march 26th is my last day of work and i'll never be working for the man ever again and it's all thanks to you guys whether you just subscribe to my youtube channel whether you follow me on twitter even small things like that. Even hitting the like button below. Make sure you guys hit the like button below because that helps out a lot too. Um, But yeah, even doing simple things like that allows me to do this thing full time and I'm truly indebted to all of you guys and I will give you guys the best product and the best analysis I can possibly give moving forward. All right, let's just see what the, the chat's saying before I jump into the breakdowns here. Um, Evo Steph already with a dono. Thank you, brother. He's saying, I can't let my girlfriend see your beard. Ooh. I got to get more like uh, shirts and outfits that are not black. Because if you guys notice, when you guys see me wear like my gray sweater, which is like the only other color that I have, the beard pops a little bit more. And I'm keeping it going. It's still cold as fuck up here in Canada. So as long as it's cold up here, I'm keeping the sticky going. Uh, and I might have to steal your girl while doing so. But thank you, Evo Steph. I appreciate the donation, buddy. Truly appreciate it. Uh SD Crusader is Cody shaved his beard. Ooh, I can't wait to see that tomorrow on our on our show. Arlen is saying profit is profit you are right. We got to cash it. Fucking love deposit bonuses. Yeah, for sure. Uh again, com Promo code mmalotn number 2. VCR is saying, "Are you winning son? I have won the last two events." <laughs> uh let's see here. I'm glad to be here live, brother. Thank you, John. I appreciate you stopping by. Jamie Tran is stopping by saying what's going on. Appreciate you stopping by as well, buddy. I thought about Silva, but I feel like he makes his fights hard for himself. He tends to allow himself to get hit and take down in his fights. Could be frustrating if you're betting. All right. I'll get into that as soon as I get around to it. Good shit. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Jimmy the Drunk is saying that beer just got my girl pregnant. Mm. I apologize. <laughs> Maybe she should be on that birth control. Just saying. Uh, Matthew Moore, excited to see how your bets have changed after some tape. For sure. All right. Let's get into it. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you guys up uh, too much longer here. So let's start off at the the bottom of the card. We got Bruno Silva plus one twenty five against J P Bays or Baez, uh is how you pronounce it uh, at minus one forty five. So this line actually opened up much wider than this. We had J P Silva open up at minus two eighty. He's been bet all the way down or sorry, Bruno Silva, uh, a ton of money has come in on him. He's all the way down to plus 125 now. And I get it. You know, once you run the tape here, you kind of understand it. So one of the first things that I always look for when I'm betting a fighter is cardio. Don't have cardio, you're more than likely not going to be a bet. If you don't have cardio, I'm more than likely going to go out there and fade you. And what what we see from JP Bays in terms of, you know, the fights that are extended past the first round, he does start to slow down a little bit, right? He gets a little bit uh, lucky with this fight against, um, Uh, I I believe the kid's name was Gamzat. Yeah, Gamzat Magomedov, uh, where Magomedov was having a lot of success in that second round. And then he hits him in the back of the head. And... um uh, uh sorry round three he hits him in the back of the head after landing some beautiful ground and pound and then he gets disqualified and uh Bays gets a victory there but uh more often than not he's going out there and getting victories relatively early he does have a fourth round victory over uh uh Lufando bico and efc uh but unfortunately i was not able to get a hold of that tape so i would love to see how he actually looks in rounds three and four especially if he's coming out on the winning end bruno silva on the other hand has been fed uh, Kind of a murderer's role. Uh, well, not murderer's role, but like very high level opponents down there at a uh, hundred and um, at one hundred and twenty five pounds. Guys like Tagir Ulenbekov, David Dvorak. Khalid Taha uh, who ended up submitting him late in that second or in that third round but he showed great cardio in the Dvorak and Ulenbekov fights and he even showed a way more account of himself against uh, Tagir Ulembekov where he managed to keep the fight on the feet land some good shots uh you know not allowed Tagir to truly get it set uh when he did uh get the takedowns uh but I was very very impressed with what we saw from Bruno in that fight um I, I think that if we see Bruno survive the first round which I believe we will he should start to take uh he should start to take over later in this fight. Um I do think that Bayes does have the better striking technique, but if you don't really have any like crazy cardio here, I-, I think that he's a little bit uh in a little bit of trouble. Like what what is your technique if you truly can't go out there and back it up with your skill set, right? Or at least with your cardio. Bruno Silva is definitely a very live dog here, which is why he's you know been bet down from such a, a crazy uh underdog. So even at plus 125, I don't think it's a, a bad spot, even if you, you're you late to the party on, JP or on Bruno Silva. This is just like I am. I think it should be closer to a, a pick-em-fight. So there could be a little bit of value here on Bruno Silva still. But I will go with Bruno. Uh, I'll take him to win by decision. But I, I think that JP still has a ton of potential. But until I see him go out there and actually uh, fix those cardio issues, uh, I, I can't back him, especially as a favorite here. So, um, yeah, I, I do like Bruno here. Uh, again, I, I don't want to over uh, overlook the the skills of JP either. He has great uh, takedowns, great wrestler, uh, rides uh, his opponent very well. He's very fluid on top. But again, I, if I need cardio, give me cardio, show me cardio. Go 15 minutes here and and beat Bruno Silva. Solid 15 minutes without any questions, and then I'll be a little bit more of a believer. And again, he's a fortis MMA guy. You guys know I have a hard on for 4 to some MMA people. So, uh, yeah, let's see what he looks like uh, t- this weekend, and then I'll be a little bit more confident in him. But I do side with Bruno Silva here. Uh, PKK, what is saying? JP's grappling is really, is really heavy. I see Silva battering him on the feet and defending most takedowns. I feel all three of the guys who beat. Smokes JP. Also, Tagir fight was closer than scored. Yeah, uh, I had a ticket. Uh, I had a parlay of uh, Tagir and somebody else that night, and I thought I was going to lose that fight once it went to the judges' scorecards. Um, but yeah, gear pulls it off. But very, very close fight. I was saying this on AJ's podcast earlier today. It kind of reminds me of um Junior Fry against Gloria de paula in terms of the circumstances leading into this fight. Right? You got a guy that hasn't had a victory in the UFC yet. Uh, you know, may be seen as being over the hill at this point in time. Going up against a hot prospect coming off the contender series. But now we're seeing a ton of money come in on uh, Bruno Silva. So people are starting to see that he still has something to give. And, uh, you know, with that fight ready camp, I know Santino uh, DeFranco is going to have him ready to go. And I do like him in the spot. And I'm picking him to pull off the upset here. Shout out to my guy, Z, uh, hopping in the chat here. He said, I took the doesn't go to decision for Silva. i base here at plus 120. Fair play to Bruno betters. Ooh, not bad. I don't mind that. Plus money on a on a violence bet. You know, I like that. Silva as a layup here is what Sex God is saying. Uh also Fade the Wife. We'll get to that shortly. Uh more with less is saying Silva versus Bays might end up like Bontrin versus Cara France. Ooh. Well, well, if you guys don't remember, Bonturin was pretty much controlling that entire fight until he got knocked the fuck out by Cara, Cara France. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, PKK, what I was saying was just, just thinking that lock footage and you because of recent hours. Yeah, we got to give these fighters a little bit more credence, right? Even if they're riding a bit of a a losing streak. That doesn't mean that the losing is going to continue. They still are skilled. I truly think that Bruno Silva is very skilled. And a lot of people think the same, which is why the line is closing as much it is, as it is. All right, let's move along here. Next up, we got uh, Julia Avila versus Julia Stolyarenko. So I'll try to go with last names here uh, just to not confuse you guys. Um, Yeah, Avila, a big favorite, as she pretty much always is. She fell flat on her face last time around against Sajar Eubanks, who, you know, completed takedowns and really controlled it from the top position. Uh, I thought Avila would do a better job of, you know, not uh being drowned on the ground and and kind of getting back to her feet and landing the better shots but Sajara Eubanks was there to fight she was successful on the takedowns and she's a pretty good jiu-jitsu player herself Julia Vila obviously a black belt but I didn't see too much of that in that in that uh, Sajara fight like in the first round you do see her throwing up a couple of submissions but it starts to taper off later this fight goes Now, Yulia Stolyarenko, if she had a little bit better of a wrestling game, I'd be, you know, maybe one or one and a half units here on Stolyarenko, strictly due to her offensive jiu-jitsu. I love how chaotic she is. Like, she almost reminds me of a Brandon Royval, where, like, she may not have all the skills, but she has that crazy chaotic pace that might be able to, you know, ruffle the feathers of a girl like Avila, who seems to need to fight a cleaner fight to get her hand raised. And she has given up takedowns in the past. And I'm not sure if Stoliarenko will be able to get the takedown here, but I think she can create enough of chaos here where you know, even if she decides to pull guard and try to go for an arm bar, she might be successful with it. I'm not banging on anybody that's taking a little bit of a shot here on Stolia Renko, especially her to win by submission is plus 500. I think that's I think that's a crazy line here, especially given the fact that Yulia Stolia Renko, eight out of her eight out of her nine victories have come via armbar she is the lithuanian Rana rousey i think she truly has a lot to bring to the table and uh i, I don't mind what i see from her so i did consider putting at least a half in a shot on her here you know women's mma big favorites it doesn't really pan out well for the big favorite a still has a ton of uh potential in my opinion but i think she'll have a harder time keeping this fight on the feet than uh yana Kunskaya did and i think that um Stolyarenko could make this a very dirty and gritty and grindy fight and make it very difficult for Avila to get her game off. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll side with Avila in terms of a prediction, but in terms of betting, please do not parlay Julia Avila here. um, You know, if anything, take a little bit of a shot at Stolyarenko but i uh, i think you're asking for a ton of trouble if uh you know if you're trying to parlay avila here stolyarenko yeah like my guy Chrisology is saying uh inside the distance is a very solid spot ben peak is saying under two and a half could be a good bet here with these women's fights both can throw on the feet i absolutely agree with you i think that um i do think that uh stolyarenko uh, is quite live here so just be very careful if you're looking at playing a here um uh, under two and a half like my guy ben peak said i think that could be a solid spot let me see what the odds are on that um under two and a half plus 155 not too bad you know avila has some pop under shots on the feet and then Stolyarenko obviously very offensive with the jujitsu most people will remember will remember i was about to say Ro, will R- R- rory Arenko. <laughs> most people will remember Stolyarenko for her that crazy five round war that bloodbath that she had with lisa Versoza. Uh, but that was a fight where we saw that offensive chaotic style pay off for her Maybe she could do that and drag a into uh some some murky waters here and pull off a victory. So I'm not mad at anybody holding a Julia Stolyarenko uh ticket here. Probably the line gets even better as the as the fight moves closer. But uh yeah, I'll take a Vila, but I might take a little bit of a flyer on Stolyarenko in this spot finescar is saying could you maybe make some picks for the prize picks app on sal's channel in the future absolutely prize picks is actually going to be a sponsor of uh the dfs show that i'm going to be doing for sal later on this evening um but yeah i i'm looking forward to digging into prize picks and seeing how that how that works out more with less is saying if you moose for with one twos and ends up in the clinch every time taking the over told your ankle can take a punch true but that that's where things get murky, right? If she decides to you know clinch, fuck, or grapple, fuck, she's putting her enter, putting herself into the ankle game, and uh, yeah, that, again, I I love all offensive fighters, and that's what Stoliarenko is. Julia definitely live here. Avila is very unpredictable. Yes, you are right. All right, let's keep the boat. Moving along, next up we got Montel Jackson versus Jesse Strader. We got Strader coming in on uh short notice here, uh, plus 475. Obviously, the huge underdog here, Montel Jackson minus 650. A guy that some people seem to have kind of given up on as a prospect, but I'm not willing to write him off yet. Right? His two losses you got Brett Johns and you got Ricky Simone, those are. You know, respectable losses, especially considering that Montel Jackson is still trying to find his footing in uh the professional MMA scene. The guy looks like he has all the tools, right? Great wrestler, uh, sneaky submission game. Uh his striking is only getting better, uh, his cardio is only getting better too. Uses his range very, very well, but it's just it's just too wide, in my opinion. Like my my guy Chrisology, is saying right now, uh the line is a little bit too wide and too chaotic. The spot that I do like though is is the under two and a half. Uh, It's minus 185, but I think that both guys have very solid paths to victory in terms of getting the finish here. With Jesse Strader, obviously, the guy, he he goes out there, he throws absolute bombs. He only has one loss on his record and it was to Marcelo Rojo who made his UFC debut last weekend against Charles Jourdain. But both guys are... You know very live for a finish here straighter i think he he could give up a submission here or he could go out there and knock out montel jackson i think jackson will get the submission though i think we'll see him complete the takedowns i think we'll see him crowd uh straighter on the ground and just you know really get to work there just stay active um and, and eventually lock up some sort of uh, some sort of submission there but i do like jackson here maybe if you, if you don't like the minus 185 on the under two and a half um jackson inside the distance well, Jackson by sub is plus 400. That's already a solid spot in my opinion. Uh, Jackson inside the distance is minus 170. So I'd rather pay a little bit more juice and take the under two and a half uh, just to cover the possible Jesse Strader knockout. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not going to touch uh, Jackson here at minus 650. I think he wins this fight pretty handily. And I think he uh, sub Strader. Excuse me. I think he substrater. Uh But yeah, I, I think the, I think the line is a little bit crazy here. Uh, Chris Ology is asking what the KO line is on Strader, and that's uh, not not a bad question here. We got Strader KO at plus 12.65. That is worth a little bit of a sprinkle, in my opinion, given that's probably his only uh, path to victory here. So, yeah, uh, not a bad spot. Uh, Sexcard is saying that Jackson wrist control is going to be a big problem if he doesn't uh, fizzle out. Yeah, uh, the guy has crazy grip strength, absolutely crazy grip strength um but yeah i do like me some uh Montau jackson in this fight but i do like the under two and a half uh most for this fight uh ben Peek is saying is sander worth half a unit until a f- half a unit uh by finish <sighs> I-, I think jackson has this fight but this is mma and the fact that you're getting plus 1265 on straighter um i'm assuming by sander you mean straighter <laughs> um for him to win by KO is plus 1285 i think you you know if if you think he even has a glimmer of chance that that's a that's a solid spot if i'm not mistaken plus 1280ish um translates to about well let me let me get the actual calculation here let me get my betting calculator out but uh so the line straighter KO is plus 1265 so if you put plus 1265 into our calculator here That's saying he has a 7% chance of winning, or at least getting the knockout. If you give him more than a 7% chance of uh, knocking out uh, uh, Jackson, then yeah, I think you're getting a a little bit of value there. Chrisology is saying he's going to take a sprinkle. He does have a puncher's chance, and I agree. The guy throws with absolute heat. The last guy he knocked out, stiff as a board. So, you know, this guy has some crazy amount of power in his hands. All right, let's keep this train moving along. Next up, we got Roman Delizze versus Trevin Giles. Uh, Delizze coming in on short notice here, down a weight class. And from all accounts, it seems like he was preparing to go down to 185 regardless. Uh, So maybe just taking this short notice fight was, you know, in his plans anyway. He was going to go down to 185. Uh according to some one of the Georgian MMA media guys, uh the lead today was already like two oh five by the time he the contract came to him to fight Giles. So yeah, I'm sure he looked great and was ready to go to um actually uh you know make the short notice uh spot and have it at a at a weight class below. So yeah, I do like um I do lean what Delizze here, though, and not that much. Uh, this is a fight I'll probably just stay away from, uh, but I think that he's just slightly more active than Giles. Uh, Giles will be the faster striker here. He'll probably be faster to the punch, but I think that uh, Delizze has more power in his hands, and I also do think uh, that Delizze will have the grappling advantage. So if he wants to drag this fight to the ground, I think he'll have a ton of success on top of Giles. Um, he's a decent black belt. I believe he's a black belt, but he's very good on the ground himself. Hopefully, he doesn't just pull off these meme moves where he's just going for um uh you know leg locks and heel hooks and all that type of stuff but working with a guy like eric Nixik over there at extreme couture you got to believe he's you know starting to smarten up as a fighter and yeah nixick was in his corners last time around and uh he still pulled that stuff off but after seeing his performance and seeing that you know it was a split decision when it should have you know easily been a unanimous decision i'm not sure how it was seen as a split at all but seeing that you know making small moves like that going for heel hooks making it a closer fight than it should be i i I like uh I like Delezae uh, in terms of betting. I, I don't really like him. I've never been the highest on Trevin Jaws, but I will, you know, give him the credit where it's definitely due. And you know, the guy is a good striker. He, he's fast with his hands. Ha- has a fast one-two down the middle. His job was lighting Bevan Lewis up in their last fight, and they obviously knocked him out in that in that third round. But Delezae, I think, is quite durable. I think he'll be able to take those shots. I think he has a little bit more volume too, uh, so that could give uh, Trevin Jaws some issues here. Uh, and in terms of the size, uh, Delezae is going to have a two-inch height and reach advantage. In this spot but i do like the and i think he's the one that eventually uh pulls off the victory here i think he's gonna win by decision uh my guy freddie freeball is saying he likes the over two and a half here i hate betting overs to be honest but i do i don't mind that spot at all let me see what the line is on that over two and a half is plus 110 not bad getting plus money for a spot where i think that this might be played out as as probably looking to grapple giles what does Jaws' cardio look like later in this fight? You know, it didn't look the greatest against James Kraus two fights ago. Yeah, I do lean Delizia and I'll take him to win this by a decision as well. Ziza may <laughs> saying, like, "Well, if the Georgians say so." Of course, of course, of course. Uh, P.K.K. What I usually fade Jaws, but if Delizia has a rough weight cut, I might take Giles. Roman wasn't exactly fast as a light like, heavyweight. I agree; he will be dealing with the speed deficiency here uh, against a guy like Giles. But I, I think he's very durable. I think he'll be able to take the shots of Giles, and then just throw his own combinations on the uh, on the on the backside. More with Lester saying both these guys have terrible fight IQ. Yeah, I can't complain. Is it any surprise that the cop has terrible fight IQ? Oh, let's not get political on this bitch, sex god. <laughs> but I get it. Uh, ben Peek, small turnaround round prop play, maybe good for either guy. Maybe. I think we do see this go to a decision. What's the what's the go to decision line here? Let's see that real quick. Plus 135. So if you trust in another two and a half minutes that neither guy is going to get a knockout, you might as well take that plus one three five compared to the plus uh one ten. All right. But yeah, I got I got delete. To I'll take him to win by decision. Am I gonna to want to bet on it? Probably not. If you are considering a bet on it, I would highly suggest waiting for the weigh-ins. Let's see how the guy looks. I don't think he would take a fight like this on short notice if he, you know, didn't think he'd be at 100 percent So yeah. Be careful betting against Georgians, that's all I'm going to say. Our right, next up we got Grand Dawson minus 190 against Leonardo Santos who's coming in at plus 165. I believe there's been some money raining in on Leonardo Santos. Grand Dawson opened in the minus 260 range all the way down to minus 190. Um and this is a tough fight. This was a spot where before running the tape, I was leaning Leonardo Santos, right? You got Grand Dawson who's a great grappler but needs that grappling to pull off his wins and if you're taking your grappling and putting it right up against your opponent's strength then you're playing with a little bit more fire than you should be you know dawson uh has looked great as of late undefeated um great top control great submission game looks like his cardio is improving striking is improving as well um solid calf kick that's something that i always love seeing out of my fighters but then leonardo santos the ever aging guy that just goes out there and um you know just keeps getting wins somehow knocking guys out knocking stevie ray out knocking kevin lee out uh the guy has bombs in his hand it's it's so crazy to see and then uh solid takedown defense right against roman bogatov shucks off nine takedown attempts Uh, absolutely crazy that he was able to stay on his feet for the majority of that fight but his cardio was definitely lacking i think that dawson will have the cardio advantage here and that's probably what it's going to come down to i wouldn't be surprised to see dawson go out there and just kind of chop him down uh, from the outside with that calf kick maybe you know uh he'll obviously have the speed advantage but as long as he doesn't get knocked out man i think this is his fight to win um i I think we'll see him for at least for the first round and a half go out there and keep this fight on the feet as long as possible try to drain the energy of santos first and then look to take it to the ground rather than just playing you know just going for the takedown right away and and risking getting tapped like almost like uh islam Mahachev against uh devi hamos right we didn't see Islam go for the takedown early we just um you Know, do, do his damage on the feet before he felt like it was a good time to take this fight to the ground, and that might be the approach that Grant Dawson's uh taken here. Also, being a guy that um that trains with James Krause, you got to believe that they're coming in with a solid game plan to go out there and beat this uh 40 year old Leonardo Santos. But I do like Dawson here. Um, it's just going to be a no bet though, it's just too tough to call. Um something that aj uh, had mentioned on his pod that we we did uh, a couple hours ago he was all the money that like why risk minus 190 on a guy that you don't believe he has a a clear advantage in winning this fight and if you're just basing it on the fact uh, that leonardo santos is 40 years old you might get upset here (laughs) with santos probably knocking him out or submitting him with something like that but i do like um i think dawson will win this fight i think dawson uh you know younger faster uh more stronger guy possibly again dawson's coming up in weight here so that's an interesting uh aspect of this fight to keep it keep an eye on but i do think that he wins this fight but i'd want a much better price tag the minus 190 on dawson to, to actually pull the trigger but yeah I, I do like dawson i think he wins this fight by decision uh but yeah i'm staying away staying the fuck away from this fight D. Rich is stopping by saying, let's get this money this week. I hope so. Good luck, buddy. Sex like Scott is saying, this is not politi- political. This is monster energy. Yeah. I, hey, Z, if you're still in chat here, if you have not made merch off of that statement yet, or at least a cup off of that statement, I'm truly disappointed in you. All I'm saying. Early win podcast is stopping by to say what up. He said, uh, we saw a great pace from Dawson with his bad weight cuts. I think he will look good at weight. Yeah, good point. He's had some rough weight cuts in the past. He looked great in his Nad Nairmani fight. Um, let's hope it, it looks even better at lightweight because the guy is so talented, super, super talented. But he needs to go out there and beat a guy like Leonardo Santos. More with less is saying in the Martin's fight, Santos's coach told him no wrestling, just box. He knows Santos doesn't have the cardio to do it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, Jay Tots is saying sup Locke? Let's go, Bays fam. Ooh. He's on that base. Maybe he's he's got a base parlay. <laughs> ben Pique Santos kind of did guess himself in the second. Don't know how Dawson can take big shots on the feet if Santos can hurt him. Yeah, just got to be careful. Like, I, I think this is a highly volatile fight. And uh, if you're super confident on Dawson, I think you're, you might be in for a bit of a rude awakening. But uh, I think he wins this fight. I think he wins via decision. All right, let's so move on to the next one. We got Macy Chiasone at minus 220, plus 180 on Marion Renault. Uh, this was a fight that was scheduled to happen a little while ago a couple weeks ago now gets pushed back I'm just gonna swig of water (laughs) I did pull the trigger on Maureen Renault. I believe it was around that plus 180 range Uh, and I might do it again it's kind of a toss-up here between her and another fighter later on in this card but uh Macy Kiason, you know, still green in my opinion, really muscles a lot of her fights, trying to like push her opponents up against the cage. No crazy technique, a lot of just I'm the bigger stronger fighter and that's how i'm going to impose my will and beat you like the shanna young fight again she took uh young took the fight on super short notice coming up a weight class and will always tell me basically go out there is just push her up against the gaze secure a couple takedowns uh but she was messing up a lot of it and she was starting to i thought she was slowing down and making a ton of mistakes in that third round but still goes out there and grinds out a, a decision victory but we see even in the lena landsberg fight right the lena landsberg fight she does that in the first round, accumulates like four, uh, four minutes of control time there, and then starts to taper off in that second and third round. That's where we see Lena Landsberg really start to take off. Now Marion Renault, on the other hand, uh, you know I believe her last loss was with Cal Pennington, and. A lot of people might point to that if i be like, oh, if she got dusted by Pennington over 15 minutes, Macy Kiasan is going to have easy work. But the difference between that is that we saw Pennington go out there and put together a solid MMA game plan. Not just, I'm going to push you up against the cage and hopefully break you that way. Where, you know, that's where I think that Kiasan is going to do that here. Pennington put combinations together. She, she clinched well. She got takedowns well. She just mixed up the game so well that it was harder for Renault to really get her own game going. Whereas Kiasan, I feel like, Technically speaking, I'd have to give the edge to Renault and the striking just from just technical standpoint. Not saying that she's going to go out there and knock out on I think that Kiyosun obviously has the better power here. She might be slightly faster too. Um, but I think a lot of her victories have come down to her just being the stronger woman. And, uh, you know, technically speaking, she makes a lot of mistakes. And Marion Renault, you know, even though she's on a three-fight losing streak at this point, she still goes out there and shows that she can have solid third rounds just like she did against Yana Kunitskaya. So you're damn right. I'm going to be looking at making a possible third round uh, prop play on Marion Renault or even a submission prop. I think he's like plus 1, 750. I think she could absolutely go out there and pull off a victory late in this fight. Um, I, I, I see Kiyosan being successful in those first two rounds. Does it start to taper off in round three if it reaches round three? I think so. And that's where I think we'll see Renault start to take over. Um, she's going to need a finish though, right? That That's, that's the main thing. So I'd be looking to chase that round 3 prop probably for uh Renault to get the best amount of value. Um and I do lean Renault. Like uh, if Kioson's going to go out there and just try to um uh if Kiyosun wants to go out there and just try to muscle this fight, it's not going to it might work out for her for two rounds, but that third round's going to be hell to get through because Renault, as much as people want to shit on her for being the oldest fighter on the roster and being 43 years old, the girls he only she only started fighting at 33 years old she only started her pro mma career at 33 so she's only been in this game for 10 years she doesn't have those fight years uh you know equivalent to her actual age so yeah she hasn't been taking the craziest amount of damage and she has a, a wealth of experience here compared to macy castle who is all potential right she's she's still all potential in my opinion so, uh, yeah, if Renault can survive the first two rounds without getting finished, I think round three is going to look completely different from the first, tr- first round. And we should see Renault have some success. So I'll go with Renault, and I'm going to take her to win by third round submission. Uh, that's going to be my women's MMA lock uh, or women's MMA play. Uh, it's not a lock by any means, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people are expecting, especially if you're laying the juice on minus 220 for a kiosk. On. So I'll go with Renault, and I'll take her to win uh, third round submission here. Uh, early win podcast saying oldest fighter on the roster, you are right. Uh, Freddie Freeball is saying I was really high on Macy, but after that Lena Landsberg fight, I opened my eyes. Even the Shana Young fight, even, so, even though she won that fight, go back and watch that fight. It's all muscle, it's all just, just, just yeah, it's all br- gr- brute strength. There's not any crazy technique that went into it. There's so many times where she's just falling off the top because she's just muscling her opponent and she's starting to suck wind. That's only going to get her so far, and I think Renault is uh, well-rounded enough to kind of exploit that the later this fight goes. Again, as long as she doesn't get finished, I think Renault is li- uh, live late in this fight. Z is like, I'm trying to get him sued by Monster Energy. Uh, I'm sure you can find a way to just maybe put Monster. Don't put the Energy. Just put Monster. The same politics. this is monster. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. um, uh, more with less is saying Marion and Kison over two and a half is a lock. I think maybe Marion also just losses our decisions painting, put it couldn't put her out. Kison ties in around and has middling power, leans on her opponent a lot. Yeah, that's where I think that the uh, potential submission late for Renault could come. She yeah. has a couple late finishes on her record, and if she can survive that first little bit, uh. Yeah, I wouldn't call over two and a half lock here, man. I, I think that there's finishing potential on both sides here. Evo Steph is saying, I really feel like I'm going to cash out on this one. Last two events have been plus. I hope so, man. I hope so. Uh, yeah, the over seems like a very solid play here. Could be. Again, I think both people have solid finishing opportunities here. Renault no looking weak. Uh, Evo Steff is saying, I too. T- 200 bucks, Brunson throws a right hand while looking at this thing in the first eight seconds. I hope not. I'll talk about Brunson, obviously, the closer we get to it. Uh, Brian Brackett is saying, Renault is the oldest fighter in the UFC, still a decent dog here. What's up, Lock of the Night? Thank you, Brian, for his stopping by. Uh, again, don't look too much in the age here. Do not look too much into the age here. She She's still a solid fighter. Evo stuff is not political. It's Cap. That's another good one. That's another good one, Ben Peek. You may have convinced me, Lock, on this old honor dog. <laughs> Macy is the bigger fighter here, right? Yeah, she is the bigger fighter. She's always going to be the bigger fighter. And if you remember, she won the ultimate fighter at featherweight uh, and then dropped down to 135. She's a big girl. But, you know, once she starts fighting people that are actually technically better than her, um, she's going to run into some trouble. Just like she did against Lena Landsberg, who was, you know, kind of thrives in the clinch positions. And she was able to get the better of her there. Uh, Renault, I think, has a solid tie clinch of her own. um, But I think it comes down to her durability to make it to the third round and then start to take advantage of the poorest cardio of one macy kiasan all right let's move on to the next one here we got another women's mma fight we got cheyenne bays versus montserrat ruiz minus 350 to plus 290 um don't want to get too deep into this one i think it's a i personally i think it's just a pass all around i think that it's um more so bays um kind of controlling this fight wherever it goes ruiz has a solid jiu-jitsu game obviously the the scarf hold key lock submission that she had in her last fight from victor that was very impressive especially the way that she set it up beautiful submission for sure but i think that Bayes is just going to have recovered from the striking to being the stronger person in the clinch she's going to be the bigger fighter in this spot as well if i'm not mistaken she has a three inch height and reach advantage over ruiz in the spot um you know she's very good with the um uh, she, she's very good in, in those clinch positions that she showed on the contender series fight. Uh, she does a really good job of putting her forehead on the chin or on the chest of her opponents and kind of just pushing them up against the gauge, really controlling them there. Dirty boxing looks on point. Uh, takedowns look decent as well, but she looks like she's really rounding out, especially from her uh, the only loss that's on her record. Since that fight, it seems like she's been making a lot of improvements, um, but at minus 250 for a debut taunt, I'm good. I'm staying the fuck back I don't even know if I'm putting this in any of my lottery parlays either I just want to stick back and uh, and watch this fight she should win it but let's see her prove herself a little bit more before we're willing to go out there and toss up minus 350 on her. there's just too much unknowns in my opinion um let's see what the chat is saying here the early Wayne podcast was saying that's tough was so pointless like every girl is back to 135 pounds you're absolutely on point dude that's what happens with a lot of the ultimate fighter seasons like they just want to get in. They just want to get into the UFC. And once they get into the UFC, they're going to go back down. Right. Rashad Evans won it at heavyweight, if I'm not mistaken, and went down to 205. Um, there's just been so many instances where they went at a higher weight class and then go back down. Again, and that what that season of the Ultimate Fighter was to promote the featherweights. And <laughs> they don't even get a featherweight out of it. So yeah, that was funny. Ooh, super fights with a one dollar donut. Thank you, brother. I appreciate for uh for the love there. Um Man, I totally forgot about the Super Chat option uh, for these live streams. Maybe I should go back uh, and do these um, and do these live rather than pre edited. Let me know what you guys think. Give me let me know in the chat real quick whether you guys prefer these live streams for the full podcast or if I should. um, If I should just go back to the edited versions. Uh, Maybe I don't know, I'll figure it out. But that's a a solid incentive to do these lives and actually uh you know talk to you guys the reason i'm doing it the way that i used to or i currently am is uh i like as soon as i'm done researching the the fights i like recording and get my thoughts out right away um when i research a fight like three or four days ago and then come back and do a and sit down like i used to do my podcast before i forget about things and i'm not the type to like write notes either like I feel like having notes and having them in front of me just throws me off of my train of thought. It doesn't let me flow the way I want to. But maybe I'll think of a way to to do it. Uh, do it that way. But uh, it seems like a lot of people are liking this live thing. Uh, let me just get through this chat thing. bay got some good hands. Looked good on contender series. Yeah, she she did. She did for sure. Evo staff no season of tough will compared to Lobov slurring team favor out of nowhere. Yeah, that one was a weird one. Uh MMA Kappa, this has potential fight of the night. Both girls aggressive and vicious in their approach. That is a good good call for sure. It looks like a mismatch based on the odds, but yeah, both girls come to fight. Ben Peak is saying Baze is cute. Yeah, she is. She is. Uh two Bays on the car bro. Yep. You're right. You're right. Uh the future is live. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Live is better than pre-recorded JSJ. Nabin is saying live. Jeez, everybody wants it. Chris Lewis saying live. Freddie Freeball and I like live. Robot Chicken Wings is saying live. Manuel Galarza is saying do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Rexley, I just like him early in the week like today. Okay. Okay. Uh, Robert Schneider saying live. Give his live and hi. <laughs> Lock is getting money. He is thinking about doing the setup live now for sure. <laughs> I like the live too. You're very good at streaming and your consciousness in a conducive manner. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I don't know i'll think about it moving forward i'll think about it you, you guys are definitely putting it in my mind i would still like to do mondays i know Clint does a show on monday so i don't want, really want to overlap with anything there but now that i'm doing this full time maybe i can do a little bit earlier in the day so it doesn't really have any uh some overlapping there i don't know what we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see uh is saying do both i know what you mean about wanting to get your thoughts out asap after tape yeah I think I might do it both, like uh do the pre-recorded one where I drop it uh to my Patreon members, maybe live and they get it nice and early. And then I'll do my actual live show on Mondays. I'll think about it. You guys have definitely got the the gears spinning in my head, especially now that I'll be able to do it uh full time. So yeah, I appreciate you guys giving me that idea and I might follow through with it. Thanks for the thanks for the heads up there. All right, let's move along with the card next up. We got Max Griffin minus 200 against Kanan Song plus 170. Um I, I lean Griffin here. And there were three guys when I was thinking uh that I pre-tape when I was skimming the odds that I was thinking about who's gonna be my locker than I play. There was Adrian Yanez, there was Craig Gillespie, and there was Max Griffin. Those three guys. And then I wanted to dig into the tape and see whose opponent presented the least amount of threat, and you know, where was the skill gap the, the biggest? And it wasn't this fight. <laughs> I still do think that Griffin Griffin wins this fight pretty handily. Um, yeah, I do think that Griffin wins this fight pretty handily. You know, volume based, <clears throat> if he wants to mix in a couple of takedowns. I think his cardio is good enough to uh, withstand it as well. It didn't look the greatest in the Cowboy Oliveira fight. It didn't look the greatest in the Thiago Alves fight. But then it looks great in a fight like against uh, Ramiz Brahimai. Um, even a couple of these other fights where he was able to just win off of distance and all that. Um, it seems like when things are going his way, his cardio looks good. And I completely understand that. Um, but I think that he has more paths to victory here than Kanan Song. In my opinion, Kanon Song needs to go out there and knock him out. If he doesn't knock him out, I think that Griffin will have the the volume. I think he'll have the 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 success of his takedowns if he's able to get the fight to the ground. Um, I like his movement. I like his ability to stay on the outside and kind of pick his opponents apart. Um, it, kind of similar to the Alex Morono and Kanon Song fight, right? Morono, black belt in jiu-jitsu, just never uses it anymore or at all. Uh, but in the Kanan Song fight, we saw him just sticking a movie from the outside, landing more uh, most uh, or more volume and, and staying active enough where Kanan wasn't really able to find that chin or where Kanan really wasn't able to get his combinations off. And I feel like Griffin has better movement than uh, Alex Morono. So I can see a similar fight playing out where we see Griffin just stick on the outside. Plus 120 is the decision prop, and I don't mind that at all uh you know griffin's only been dropped once in his ufc career which was to alex Moreno got right back up and he was fine um and then he got finished once by punches and that was by colby covington but that was ground and pound that wasn't by getting caught on the feet with anything so the durability seems to be there for max griffin khan song punches with a lot of fucking power that's the thing that you got to be wary about here but I think that Max should be able to keep this on the outside and and just get his game going or even mix in a couple of takedowns, keep Kanon on edge in terms of what's coming back his way. keep him guessing. So I do like Griffin here, um and I do like him to win by decision. He's just not my most confident spot here. so um, I don't mind the minus two hundred to be honest. Uh, he's one of my more confident plays on the card, or, or again, it's not an official bet on my side, but I do think that uh, he has the a, a ton of paths to victory to winning this fight. Karnan, in my opinion, just has to go out there and, and knock him out. And if he's not able to do so, he's going to lose a decision. So I do like Griffin here. Footwork looks great. Um, yeah, everything looks great. It's just, can he avoid the knockout punch? And I think that he can. So I got Griffin here and I got him to win by decision. Uh, Ryan Benavides is just saying, uh, Bay, potential bell of the ball call. Love the live man. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, I don't know if she's the bell of the ball here like it's tough to say right this is her first fight in the UFC if she goes out there and then we see a little bit more marketing behind her then maybe um I don't know who actually is the bell of the ball for this card let me just take a quick scan of it um is Kevin Holland the Bell of the ball you know what I mean they're giving him his first UFC main events up against a veteran Yeah, i'm not sure who the bell of the ball of this card is could be holland could be cheyenne bias i think she is on the the, this fight is on the main card which obviously has a lot to do with that narrative she's i think she's a curtain jerker right of the of the main card i should say let me just pull that up yeah she's the first fight on the main card i don't know good point ryan i appreciate you bringing that narrative up it's been a while since i've i banged on that narrative so we'll see uh ben peak i like a max here too but i don't understand why has minus minus two hundred here. yeah, there's definitely been a lot of money that's been coming in on Max, which is why the line is driving up, but yeah, I do like him here. jsJ is saying Griffin is one of the least reliable fights fighters on the roster. God bless you if you're trusting him with your money. I think he's better than Canon, right? Like obviously you don't want to bank on a guy who has uh, the current record that he has, you know, his, his last couple fights haven't been the greatest, but I think he has all the tools to go out there and beat a guy like Canon. SC Crusader dude like Max is never worth minus two hundred song purely on value. I get that angle for sure. Manny knocked an ear off. That's all to be said. Yeah. That was a crazy uh sequence there. I love like as soon as he broke apart and like uh he saw it, he's like, Oh my god, I'm really sorry, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. Uh MMA Kappa is saying, I have a funny feeling canon clips him and TKOs him after losing the first round, like Griffin's volume and takedowns, but he's been susceptible to being cracked. Sonna has good timing on his shots. Yeah, he has a ton of value. That's why I'm not as you know i'm not locking the night deep on him or anything like that but uh yeah that, that's definitely a possibility there max really nicknamed himself the ear collector on his bio that's dope i like it run with it my man uh song's broken nose had to play a factor early in that morono fight good point good point i did hover over that uh d rich is saying leaning griffin but song has that technical hand play Griffin's gonna have to stay on the outside yeah i agree michael luizzo uh, Luizos is saying song has sick power for a wealth way. Lands knocked down on almost two percent of his significant strikes landed. Nice, that's a decent stat right there. I like that. Uh, Freddie free and I like song in this one, but yeah, Griffin got to work those takedowns. Yep. Uh, Rip Lemons is saying, What's good? Um appreciate you stopping by. Uh, song round three cardio is pretty bad. Might have been gifted as one over Krantz in China, possibly, right? That's where we saw Krantz really take advantage of the grappling in that second round. I think Krantz's cardio kind of failed him as well in uh, in that round three and i think that griffin has decent cardio uh but we'll see how that goes beautiful saying the bays are winning politics all right all right uh rib lemons is saying what does bell of the ball mean uh pretty much i just saying like who the ufc is pushing and they might be pushing them a little bit too much so like the year started off with a ton of them we had joaquin buckley get knocked out we had Munir lezez uh get knocked out we had amanda he get knocked out Um, there were a couple other spots where, you know, it seemed like the UFC really wanted this person to win, uh, and people were really buying into it and obviously showed in the betting lines, um, and and they got upset. So that's what we mean. Uh, she's actually third from the top. Okay. I I think the, uh, the order changed. I can't get on board with anyone that loses (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Song lost to Morono as well. So they both have losses to Morono. (laughs) uh alex jerry is saying is it just me or does anybody else just not love much of anything on this card yeah uh, i'm right there with you for sure uh mma cap i think shay buys fight's been moved to fight before coleman in daniel's if you don't know now you know uh video shoes listed underneath glass people so yeah maybe they're they're pushing her uh feeding the bays parlay a lock all right good luck dxjc uh, ben Peek is saying his song doesn't even mix it up on the feed, just punches and moves forward, never changes stances. Yep, good call there. Average Joe, I feel strangely confident Brunch is going to defend the gate. He has been much more composed since moving to Sanford MMA. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that one. Holland, bell of the ball. TJ Kill was saying Holland is the bell of the ball. All right, let's just keep moving along. So my pick for this fight is Griffin via decision. Minus 200, a little bit too steep in my opinion, but I still think he gets it done. Next up, we got Adrian Yanez versus Gustavo Lopez. Minus 225 uh, for Yanez and plus 185 for Gustavo Lopez. This one I see mainly playing out on the feed. And if that's the case, I think that Yanez uh, lights up Lopez. Um, Lopez does have a bit of a wrestling background, but we don't see him use it all that often. Um, And I think he's going to have some trouble here. I think he's going to have some trouble here uh, dealing with the range discrepancy, the height discrepancy, and and just closing the distance on Giannis here, who's just so precise with his shots. He's very crisp with the shots, nice straight shots down the middle, Uh, a lot of pop behind them. His one, two is just absolutely amazing. The the, the combination that he put out uh, Brady and Wong with just absolutely a thing of beauty. Uh, right hook while uh, evading the hook coming back his way and then following up with the the, the other strike to, to put him out there. Absolute beautiful combination to put out uh, Huang there. And then obviously the Victor Rodriguez fight, one-way uh, traffic in that fight um Lopez a little bit too looping with the shots and that's where I find uh hard to kind of back him here as a dog against Giannis who's just going to be you know kind of matadoring him I think I think we'll see Gustavo kind of crash forward more often out with his winging hooks and it's going to give him some trouble here against Giannis who's going to be just picking him apart with those straight shots right down the middle um I'm not running to the to the betting winner right now, though, with Giannis at minus 225. Like, he should win this fight. He could win this fight inside the distance. Let me just give you guys the line on the inside the distance here. Uh, so the under 2.5 is minus 155. So uh, it, it is likely that this fight will finish inside the distance. Giannis by KO is plus 115, and then Giannis inside the distance is plus 100. Yeah, I think Giannis wins by KO here. I think he does get it done. I think he will have a lot of success in doing so uh it's just lopez's approach with his striking is just too wide and looping for my liking uh, i think lopez could potentially clip yanez with something he could put him out but we've never seen yanez actually knocked out all of his losses have come via decision and have come against pretty you know solid uh opposition the miles john's fight right very close um split decision loss we see john's have success with his takedowns but also struggle with takedowns too and that's where yanez was able to open up with the strikes um Giannis in his Estrada fight. It was like a, a kicker versus puncher in that fight, and the puncher in Giannis definitely came out on the winning end there. Very good performance from there, uh, especially dealing with the guy that was coming forward as much as Estrada was. Um, I, I like everything I see from Giannis, but I just want to see more. And I think this is a good way for us to see him against a guy that will come forward, will potentially seek takedowns, and uh will have some decent power on his shots. So, how much does Giannis, you know, rely on his chin because he does get hit? Um And will it be able to hold up against the power of Gustavo Lopez? I think it will, but I think it will come down to the crisper, cleaner shots of um, one Yanez here who should be able to piece him up and then eventually put him away either in the first or second round. Not calling him a lock here. He's not my lock in the night play, but he is definitely one of my more confident spots on uh, on this card. Let's see what you guys are saying. Malik Johnson is saying, just got off catching some of the live. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you stopping by. Freddie uh, free ball and this Giannis kid looks real legit. Yeah, man. He he looks good. His hands look good. But well, let's see a little bit more before we get carried away and start uh, you know paying juice on this guy. Nick West is saying Giannis is explosive but technical. His power is generated so cleanly from his technique. A real treat to watch. Nick West is on the ball right there. Blackie Chan is putting the stimmy on Giannis. Be careful, brother. Be careful. L- Lopez has some power in his shots and uh, Giannis can be hit. Uh, J.S.J. Finita, Yanez, early finish, speed and technique gap is all too clear. Yep. J.S.J. is right on the money there. Uh, ben Peak, I agree. Yanez doesn't have bad takedown defense either. I thought you won his fight with Miles Johns. I agree. He stopped the takedowns in the fourth and fifth rounds as well. Yeah, he looked great. He definitely looked great. Uh, Manuel Galarza, do you see any paths of victory for Lopez? Yes, I think he could knock him out. He has some solid power in his hands. I'd be surprised if he actually like grinds him out and wrestle fucks him the way that Miles Johns did in those first three rounds. Uh, I think we'll see a much more improved Yanez, uh, and he should be able to get back to his feet if he does get taken down and then just let his hands go and get the round back just off of damage. Rip Lemons. I think Gustavo's price is pretty decent. Uh, I'm not the most keen on playing him as a dog under two and a half minus minus one fifty five is nice. I like that too. I definitely like that as well. I think that we'll see Lopez get finished here, uh, with Giannis and his crisp stri- striking before was saying I'm definitely looking forward to weigh in for confirmation. Yep. Not a bad spot. TJ Kill is saying Def C path for Lopez. Yeah, knockout is the path that I see. Yanez beat a flyweight on a day notice in his last fight. Yeah, not to mention, not just a flyweight on a day's notice, a flyweight coming from Alaska FC. So don't put too much credence into uh, into that last fight. But again, let's not take away from what, uh, what my guy DXJC is saying. Like, baby Matsvidal looks good, but Lopez is not to be overlooked. Yeah, I do think Yanez wins, and I think he knocks him out probably first or second round. All right, let's move on to the next one here. We got Tai Tuivasa against Harry Hansucker. We do not have any odds here. If anybody does have odds, please do drop it in the chat, and I'll kind of, you know, give my thoughts on it. But I'm expecting Tuivasa to be a huge favorite here. Minus 300, minus 400 probably. But uh, I would not play that. I would not pay that either. Harry Hansucker never been to the second round. His professional MMA career. We saw him on the the contender series where he took on, took on uh, Jared Der. I believe he took that fight on short notice as well. Um, and he just threw everything into his strikes, couldn't knock out Vandera, and then he just cast and got finished himself. And that's kind of Hunsucker's game, right? Just go out there and try to knock your opponent. The guy has a ton of power, but he's just so short and weird. He just has this weird build about him. Tuivasa, not the greatest fighter either, which is why I would not be confident in playing him around minus 300, minus 400. I just... I'm just not the biggest on Tuivasa. I was even considering playing downtown Maze against Tuivasa, but that was all pre-tape. And then obviously the fight gets canceled. So I didn't end up getting to do the tape on that fight, but I'm just not a big fan of Tuivasa. I just don't think he's that good of a fighter. Um, But yeah, uh, who is it here? Blackie Chan is saying, put the house on the under. I wouldn't put the house on the under, but I do think that the under will hit in this. I think that was either Harry knock him out or Tuivasa knock him out later, first round, early second round. But yeah. Neither guy trustworthy here. If anything, I would trust the under one and a half more than anything. I'd be very surprised if we see this fight going into the third round. uh I would love to see fight does not start round three. What that prop is like, but uh yeah, if anything, that would be hawk of the night as this fight does not start round three. uh But yeah, I like Tuivasa here. I think he gets to finish relatively easily, but just be very wary paying heavy chalk on Tuivasa against a guy like Hunsucker who does have some solid pop on his shots uh spencer v is saying what's good brother (laughs) saying hunsucker lock of the night nah (laughs) brah i see what you're doing there though uh mma kappas he's not the most trustworthy but hunsucker will be there to be hit and probably won't try to take him down but the big uh ooze will finish him late for sean yeah i see that as well too uh, JSJ, a short, decent hands against Fandera. Grappling weakness won't matter here. What we'll the spring go if the line is crazy? Again, I'd rather take the under one and a half or even a inside the distance, as that will probably be the spot. Uh, Manuel Galarza has DraftKings a minus 250 and a Hun 200. This was two days ago. It is no longer listed. Oh, I, I think you mean Maze because they just put this fight together either yesterday or or today uh harry Hunserker has never had a fight go out of the first round yep that is right tj kill short notice how is hunsaker cardio horrible oh then again we just don't know he's never been outside of the first round uh ben peak i was going to go with Maze, two against Ty. Maze has a win over usman's brother would have been a great underdog well it's also his last fight against Rocky martinez where he showed he can go three rounds and just pick apart the guy from the outside and that's the success i thought he would have had here against Ty tuivasa uh more with less is saying i want to see an extra ray with two of uh, i believe he he probably has dinosaur bones in his body i wouldn't be surprised dude that guy is thick boned very thick boned. um uh one sec here guys apologies apologies give me one sec just trying to my my best fight odds just shout on my shot on itself give me one sec um, all right, let's get back to it. Uh, DSJC put the house on the under. Vendor, I finished him in the first. tie. will 100% finish him. tie KO prop. prop will probably be like minus 150, minus 175. So if that's the spot that you like, go for it. Uh, Nick West, Tuivasa can come out cocky sometimes, and if he's going to be bigger than Hunsiger, he may fuck this up and we don't get a shooty Yeah. Uh, I think the last minute switch out could be bad for two of us underdog may be worth it i just take the under to be honest uh manuel galarza my bad just realized that yep uh thick bone not thick boned (laughs) i like saying boned it just it just adds to the the ratchetness of that of that comment (laughs) all right um let's get back to the breakdown we don't have that many fights left. we got two fights left wow i'm surprised i'm getting through this within an hour or so all right brad riddell against gregor gillespie and this is where the lock of the night play is i got uh personally i got gregor gillespie at minus 30 uh five units you know i initially when when this fight was booked i was a little bit too hesitant just because of obviously the knockout that gregor is coming off of but literally the only knockout in his career, only loss of his career. So we got to give him the benefit of the doubt here that was more that it could potentially be more of an anomaly. Now, if we're talking about a guy that has two, three, four KO losses on his record and he was coming off a knockout like that, I'd be way more hesitant to even bet Gregor here, no matter how much of an advantage he has in this fight with his wrestling, with his cardio, with everything taken into consideration. But let's let's not look too much into that knockout, in my opinion. Like brad roddell hasn't recorded a knocked a knockout in his ufc career yet i think his knockout power is being slightly overrated um and he just doesn't do a good job of kind of, of controlling distance all of his opponents have gotten him down all of his opponents have gotten decent amount of control time against him the only issue is his opponents just haven't had the cardio to hold up and win more than one round alex de silva wins the round um Magomed Mustafa arguably wins that first round even after getting dropped by riddle since that was his only uh you know success in that round but gregor gillespie in my opinion the best wrestler at 155 now that habib is retired or presumably retired but gregor man not just one takedown the guy chain wrestles if he doesn't get the single leg which is more than more often than not the entry that he chooses uh he's gonna get that double leg he's gonna push you up against the cage and he's gonna get you down he has great trips he has great body lock takedowns the guy has it all he's the most talented wrestler in the 155 pound division uh and then he has the cardio to back it up he can go a hard 15 like he did against glyco Franco in his ufc debut where he's still landing takedowns in the last minute of his fight um he's very active with his uh grappling as well so it's one thing to have great wrestling like sarah mcmahon but it's another thing to have great wrestling and have even a better or just as good jiu-jitsu that that's where sarah mcmahon really failed and not to mention his cardio issues as well but her jiu-jitsu was just not up to par with the level of wrestling that she had. Whereas Gregor Gillespie, he is a great jiu-jitsu player himself. Um, if we're seeing guys like Jamie Malarkey and and Alex De Silva and, you know, Mustafa I saw a wrestler himself. <clears throat> um, if they're completing takedowns and getting good control time against Brad Riddell, think about what the hell Gregor Gillespie is going to do when he gets his hands on Riddell, right? So I do love uh, Gillespie in this spot. You, you know, there's nobody else I feel more comfortable on this card to lay you know, my my lock of the night money on it, it's got to be Gregor Gillespie, you know, if anything, I'm happy that he has a little bit of a layoff after his fight against Kevin Lee, because yeah, you want to recover as much as possible. But this is a guy who's been fighting and wrestling his entire career, or his entire life, right? The guy's been a wrestler for how, how long, right? It's been something that he's been doing for his entire life. So I don't think a layoff is going to be too big of an issue here. And again, Bad Rodell just does not maintain distance that well. I really like the fact that Gregor just is able to get takedowns from pretty much from any position. And then his jiu jitsu is there, is there to, you know, either find the submission, his arm triangle choke is fucking vicious. Uh, and then his back control when he's able to get the back and flatten his opponents out, his ground and pound is always up there to to be able to get the ground and pound finish. So if you don't like gregor gillespie especially now that he's up to minus 250 i think the under two and a half is a solid spot too um let me just get that line for you guys under two and a half minus 115 so that covers a brad rodell ko which again we got to be we got to be as transparent as possible we got to be as open as possible uh with the the potential outcome of any fight and brad rodell could knock him out but from what we've been seeing in his ufc career he doesn't have this crazy knockout power that he had on on the regional scene Gregor, Gregor Gillespie got touched by Franza, didn't get knocked down. got touched by Jason Gonzalez, had the wherewithal right away to get the takedown. Brad Rodeau knocked down Magomed Mustafive and gave up a takedown right after that while the guy was still rocked. So Gregor Gillespie still has the wherewithal to, you know, revert to his wrestling, even if he's hurt, uh, which has only been two times outside of that Kevin Lee fight. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I can't say I'd be stunned if Adele knocks him up because that's the risk that I'm taking, taking Gregor, coming off that knockout. But again, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to Gregor here with, having that one, uh, with only having one knockout loss on his record. So I like Gregor here. I think he gets the takedown. and I think he gets the submission. I'll see the first or second round submission here for Gregor. But uh, I truly think he's still a top five guy. Now he's 33 or 34 years old. So if he wants to make a run for the title, he's gotta, you know, get more active. He's gotta get in the cage. He's gotta get these wins. And luckily for him, he's more finished, he's more of a finisher than most other wrestlers. So he's gonna catch the eye of the fans. He's gonna, you know, be seen as that guy that goes out there and just smishes. He's he's that type of guy. And I truly like Gregor here. I think the the finish uh, is likely um uh for both guys uh, i think gregor is the one that eventually gets the takedown here chain wrestlers i don't know if there's a a better chain wrestler in the ufc than gregor um you know going from single legs to double legs to body locks whatever the hell it is once he gets his hands on you it's hard to get him off of you um and, and last thing i'll say about this i think he played around a little bit too much on the feet with kevin lee respecting kevin lee's wrestling probably the best wrestler he had faced to date in the ufc uh, and his jab looked crisp. It looked mint. He busted Kevin Lee's face up, but I do not want him to go out there and get his jab game going against Brad Riddell. I want him to go in there, close his distance as soon as possible, and drag this fight to the ground and minimize the uh, the, the KO threat coming his way. So if he's able to secure that first takedown, I'd feel a lot more comfortable for the rest of the fight. Um, yeah, uh, I got Gregor here, easily my my personally my my I think the safest spot on the card. There is always a risk, no matter what side you take, especially when you're taking you know, favorites at minus 250 or, or better or worse. Um, but I like Gregor here. I think the scale discrepancy is just massive. And if people are just going to harp on the fact that Brad Rodeau has a knockout chance, then I think that's a very lower percentage spot compared to Gregor, who can win minutes. Who can get the submission and will definitely get takedowns like we see we've seen so many fighters in the past this is all of Bert riddell's opponents have had success in the clinch and grappling situations now you're taking him uh now you're putting him up against the best grappler that uh, in the ufc the best uh grappler at 155 i'll say outside of khabib and presuming that he's um retired at this point in time but yeah i like gregor i'll stop uh i'll get off his nuts now so i can see what the chat is saying here but, uh, yeah, Gregor is my lock than I play. I personally got him at minus 230. Shout out to anybody that got him better than minus 200. But I think he's going to close closer to minus 300-ish come fight time. If you think Rodell can knock him out, take the KO prop and just wait till Friday. Or wait till Friday, then take the KO prop. Because that's probably his best way to win this fight. All right. Let's see what the chat is saying here before I move on. Uh, JJ saying uh, Mustafa took Rodell down eight times. Don't like him even at plus 200. Uh, Freddie Freeball and Gillespie is such a solid fighter, but I don't see much volume on him here. But this fight goes over, makes me feel a little bit better. Ooh, I don't know if it's going to go over. If does stops the takedown, I don't think he will. Like historically speaking, he hasn't been able to stop the takedowns from much lesser wrestlers. Ben Peak, I like Gregor here too, and I had him losing against Kevin Lee in his last fight. Interesting. Uh JSJ, gigantic step up from Alex DeSelve to Gregor Gillespie on the on the button uh boob is saying are you worried about gregor's chin after the kevin lee ko i I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt first time he's been knocked out in his career we can't just say he's a chinny fighter right after that right now if he goes out there and gets knocked out then okay then i'll give a little bit more credence to that argument but uh I i always shout out my guy aj's mma betting uh putting out that article that we put too much stock into standing ko's like ground and pound KO is a different situation. Like, you can bank on your fire to get the uh, takedown and then dominate enough to get a ground and pound KO compared to just a standing KO. You know, I, yeah, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here to Gregor and think that he'll be fine uh, with, the, with, his knock, uh, with his chin. Again, it could happen. It could happen but I I think the chances of that happening are much less compared to the odds that I got Gregor Gillespie at. Uh, MMA cap This will suck going against my country native Riddell, but Gregor's grappling offense will be too much. Gillespie around three sprinkler sub prop is looking good to me. Yeah, I like the sub prop around that plus 250 range. Uh, Average Joe is saying, surprise, Gregor is your lock to your layoff. Riddell, big underdog with good takedown defense and good striking. I'm not sure where you've seen the good takedown defense outside of when his opponent's gas. Gregor does not gas. Gregor will be able to take this guy down for five rounds if he needs to. Uh, Michael Luizos is saying, fun stuff for Gillespie. Uh, he has control his opponent 75.76% of his UFC octagon time and has been controlled 0.37%. Pure dominance. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for that one, Michael. Uh, First time Rod hasn't fought with any of his teammates on the card with him too. Good point. We also saw CKB takedown defense exposed two weeks in a row. Yeah. For sure. I don't even think Rodell has great takedown defense. Like, he's getting taken down. All of of his opponents have taken him down in the UFC. It's just later in fights that they start to struggle, but that's because of their cardio issues. In my opinion, Gregor does not have cardio issues. Nick West is saying, Gregor will do what he wants if he employs his wrestling heavy style. If he's gun-shy, Riddell will end his night. You know, city kickboxing will exploit the feints after that loss. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The longer this is on the feed, obviously, I'd be more concerned, right? But I do think that Gregor gets the takedown with relative ease here. Uh, Blackie Chan is saying, so basically what you're saying is, my guy Blackie Chan loves putting the house, the mortgage, the stimmy check. Discipline, brother. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Even though I'm calling in my locker than I play, like the most I'll ever put on a locker than I play is five units. For me, it's 500 bucks, but that's because I can afford to lose 500 bucks. Please don't put money that you can't afford to lose on any butt ever in your life. I don't care if anybody tells you that it's a lock or whatever the fuck it is. There's always a chance that it's gonna miss. Please don't put your mortgage on Gillespie. I will feel so bad if he gets knocked the fuck out and then you come back and say, I lost my house. <laughs> uh, Nick West is saying he's on Gregor. I'm right there with you. Tajik Bay saying Mac Gregor. Z's MMA, Riddell isn't arrested by trade, but he makes people work for the takedowns. dude's his unit gregor is just another level gregor is just another level uh freddy free and saying you're talking me out of this uh over-prop. yeah i think both guys are very live for a finish both guys um versus versus gillespie who outgrapples grapples who uh, that's a fight that i would love to see i would love to see that fight i wish we got to see gillespie versus khabib maybe if gillespie is able to go out there and get like you know two more dominant wins and is really just a, a contender by the end of the year maybe he can uh goat um it could be out of retirement because i would have loved to fucking see that fight uh chris lewis saying have you checked out a bubukar Gameda fight yet uh, i believe that's next week right so i haven't looked at that one yet but that's definitely one that i'm kind of circling as a potential lock that i play because i don't think that Jared gooden is good at all uh freddie freeball i don't think this card is going to have too many calf kicks hopefully not uh ben preek is on gregor right there he gets up every time though again against much lesser grapplers in my opinion Uh, Arlen, how many houses does this guy have to keep betting houses? (laughs) Oh, God. Blackie Chan, please. I hope you're a constant on these streams. Uh, Gillespie is our lock as well. Great feeling about it. Thank you, Early Weigh-In Podcast. Bet the dog house on Gillespie. (laughs) Ortego or Volk. I can't give you any thoughts on that. I haven't looked at that one yet. Ben Peek. Brad can still get control on the fence constantly, even if you can get back to his feet okay. Yeah. Uh, I think a main event favorite hasn't won yet. Ooh, good point. Let's see. Uh is that is that true? Is that true? Let's see. UFC events in 2021. And then we'll get into the main event real quick. Uh, but I think he might be right. Uh past events. So let's see. Holloway versus Cater. Uh Holloway was the favorite. So that's one. Kiesa versus Magni. I believe Kiesa was the favorite. So that's two. Poirier McGregor, Poirier dog, Um, Overeem Volkov, Volkov was the favorite, that's three. Usman Burns, Usman was the favorite, that's four. Blades Lewis, Lewis was the dog. Rosenstrike gone. Gone was the favorite, that's five. Blahovic underdog, and uh, Edwards, Muhammad, obviously no contest. So five out of, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Let's say eight fights since the no contest. So five out of eight dogs a favorites have one so yeah that's kind of off <laughs> um t- 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 yeah everybody's crowd in the uh, chat here all right let's get to the main event here and then we can slowly start wrapping this thing up let me just get some water all right <clears throat> Derek brunson plus 150 kevin all 170 I like me some Dick Brunson in this spot. He's another dog that I'm looking to possibly play. Um, Kevin Holland, I'm not sure either I'm underrating him heavily. You know, I I faded him against Jacare Souza. That didn't work out to the greatest uh, extent. You know, crazy position that he was able to finish that fight from. Uh, Unorthodox striking will probably have the advantage in the striking realm. Has solid output himself. Good distance management-ish when he's not, you know, throwing spinning shit or or flying shit. Uh, He'll be the longer fighter here um you know black belt in jiu-jitsu but we just don't s- truly see it honestly um I-, I like brunson man i like this brunson since he's moved over to sanford mma and one thing that we saw after he uh, knocked out or, or finished uh, edmund Shabazin is he screams r- away right away three and oh sanford mma like he calls it out right away like he lets you guys know that I attribute my progress and my improvement to Sanford MMA. So clearly it's, you know, doing wonders for him. It's really helping him out. Having better bodies in the the gym. Not to mention, he's going to be training with Brendan Allen pretty closely for this fight. Who does have a submission win over Kevin Holland not too long ago? Less than a year and a half ago, I'd say. Um, Brunson will obviously have the wrestling advantage here. I hope that he should be good enough to stay out of the submissions of Kevin Holland. You know, Holland had uh, a couple of, like, uh, triangle choke attempts on... Uh, on Jacare is a very weird and unorthodox from that position, but I think that Brunson will be able to control him, whether it's on the ground or up against the cage. Um, I also think that the narrative of Brunson being chinny is being overblown given with his old fighting style. He's just so wild and chaotic and really put his chin out there to be hit. Now he's being way more conservative, you know, throwing leg kicks and and throwing his shots, waiting for his opportunity to kind of clinch up and put his opponents up against the cage. Uh, Sanford is definitely helping him round out his game in that aspect. Um, And I think people just continuously overlook him just because of the KO losses that he has earlier in his career, right? Kevin Holland, you know, I, I just, I don't, it doesn't sit right with me that he's the favorite here or that he's, um, you know, as highly touted as he's being. Like he just still shows flaws in his game. Uh, the Darren Stewart round three really, you know, like really screams at me, especially that third round where uh, he just can't get up off of his back. Darren Stewart, mainly a striker, not really a jiu jitsu guy, not really a wrestler, but was having so much success from on top against Kevin Holland in that spot and only in a three rounder. And kevin holland looked like he was gassing a little bit in that fight so what will the gas tank of kevin holland look like if this fight does get pushed into the fourth and fifth rounds we can say that the same thing about Derek brunson right it's been i'm not even sure if he's been a full five rounds in his career at all like i think that uh let me let me just pull that up but i know he's been scheduled for five rounds a couple of times i'm pretty certain he's never actually been the full five um yeah and in strike for and ufc career never been the full five but he adds had a couple main event spots like um he first main event i believe for the ufc was him against Machidi, knocks out Machidi in the first round uh next fight gets knocked out by brunson in the first round next main event was him against Shabazi and he finishes him in the third round so i do like brunson here i think he could grapple fuck his way to a win uh i'm not sure if we'll see kevin holland's uh, chin just fall off a cliff or anything like that or or his uh, cardio fall off a cliff um I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think he survives the full 25 minutes, but I think a lot of it will look like Brunson kind of just sticking on him like white on rice, just not letting him get the distance that he needs to get his game going. Um, I think the knockout power of Kevin Holland is being slightly overrated here. Uh, and and again, the, the, the Brunson chin narrative, I think is being a little bit overrated too. So yeah, <clears throat> I do like Brunson here. For me, it's a toss-up between him and Renault as my dog of the night play. Uh, I'll probably give it another day or two before I make a a solid bet here in in terms of my dog of the night spot. But I think that Brunson is very, very live, and I think he will eke this one out probably by decision. It's just what does Kevin Holland look like in rounds four and five? I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure how to approach it from a props perspective, but I would take Brunson via decision. Uh, What is that line? Brunson via decision is plus 365, not too shabby, not too shabby at all, but yeah, I like Brunson here. I think he wins by decision and hopefully it pops the, the bubble that Kevin Holland is creating for himself over his last little winning streak. <clears throat> all right, let's see what the, the chat says and then we'll get the hell out of here. First and foremost, shout out to everybody that stopped by. I'd say that this was a successful attempt at uh, doing uh, doing the podcast live. And given the response I got when I first asked whether I should continue doing my official podcast on a live platform, I might. I might. I might still do my early breakdowns and drop that early for the Patreon members. Uh, but then I actually do a live podcast uh, and, and do that on Mondays of Fight Week. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to influence my my viewers by going head to head with Clint's podcast because obviously that's going to, you know, he's going to blow me out of the water given the platform that he has. Uh, but maybe I'll do it a little bit earlier in the day and we can get some solid numbers that way too. Let me know what you guys think. What First of all, let me know the best day that you guys think I should do this podcast on and to the best time I should do this podcast at if you guys want me to do it live uh, more moving forward. All right uh also if you haven't already please do hit that like b- button below that will help your boy out tenfold um and uh would really mean him a lot to uh the success of this podcast and and how much it, it truly gets around and how many people actually see it so if you haven't already please do hit that like that helps me out a shit ton all right let's get into the chat here before i get on up out of here uh beautiful saying i have holland kind of mad he's a favorite now interesting okay uh Freddie freeball is saying whose face is on that mug <laughs> this is my face (laughs) quick story behind it um before i started my last job that i just gave my my two weeks notice to um my mother-in-law, she has this crafting stuff. She's the one that's been doing all my merch and all the mugs and stuff that I put out there. But uh, she's a big fan of The Office. I'm a big fan of The Office. If you guys are big fans of The Office, you'll remember that episode that Kelly uh, had through a party and everybody got their faces on a mug with a blue star behind it. So she got me that as well uh, as a congratulations on the new office job. But yeah, uh, I love that. I love that mug. Uh, Chris Lure, I like Brunson's Price. Yep, me too sage lawrence holland by second round ko interesting good spot uh average joe holland is such a weird fighter he makes things close against guys like sure and dico Di but then looks like a world beater against jacaray brunson by decision or late holland or late finish of holland gases interesting well yeah the jacaray fight we didn't have too much of to really go off there right in terms of time like <clears throat> that fight lasted how long it, it was not that long of a fight at all um a minute and 45 seconds how would that have looked like if it won the full three rounds right we saw Jockery already complete the takedown right away off of a kick so yeah good point there brother uh more with less i like the over at almost even odds brunson is mature enough to adapt the over guard to work around for his uh, ko susceptibility yeah good point there what's the over here over under set at two and a half with the over at minus one three i think that's a solid spot I don't know why I overlooked that. Over one, over two and a half at minus one three is a very solid spot. Even the over one and a half at minus one eighty-five, I think that's a solid spot too. Good luck there, brother. Uh Freddie Free Ball am gotta go Holland by I'll okay, KO, of course, because it's gonna take something weird like that for uh for my for a guy uh Brunson to go out. Um Michael Luizos, I'm on Brunson here. He has faced the much better competition. And Holland doesn't do well with chain wrestling. Brunson is rejuvenated since the move. The plus money on Brunson is a really nice look. Yes, I'm right there with you, brother. Holland is a real question mark in a five-rounder, though. Yep, we've never seen him go the full five. Holland opened at plus 100. Yep. Holland putting Brunson down, round one KO, plus 550, round two KO, plus 1,000. I think if you like Holland, that's probably the way to go here. Uh, That's the way I think you go. Uh, Ben Peek, so far I got Kevin here. He definitely has a striking advantage here. He can kick Derek hard to the body. He doesn't have to chin check him, but I agree. It doesn't sit sit well with me that Kevin is minus 170. Yeah, again, I, I do think that Kevin does have the striking advantage, but I don't think that Brunson will give him that space long enough to really get that game going. SD Crusader is hard on Brunson. Me too. Uh, Kieso was the dog. Yep, you're right. Uh, I think Brunson will appoint him in a close decision. I don't. If it goes to a decision, I don't think it'll be that close, especially if Brunson's chin holds up. That means he'll probably be successful with his takedowns and controlling Holland. And I think we might even get a 10-8 round, to be honest, the later this fight goes with Brunson's control. Uh, I got Desabi as well. Post tape. Brunson has smartened up so much since Theodoru. I like Brunson round four or five or by decision as a spring show at uh, plus 275. I believe that's where it translates to. And a half unit on Brunson straight. I like that. I like it. I like it. I like it. Nick West, legal blow to end the main event. <laughs> Savage plum shot or something. I hope not. We need we need some uh, legit uh, finishes, especially considering what happened with Bilal uh but, 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 more with less brunson's definitely going to lose round one plus two after that unknown maybe i don't think he'll definitely lose lose round one and two let's just see how i could see him giving away round one and then start really implementing that grappling in round two uh freddy Bond this fight is easy to fight the judges will fuck up the most and ruin my parley i hope not i got gregor and irma Gameda parlay going not bad uh, again, I really lead Nur- Nurmagomedov early, but I haven't done the tape on that fight yet. I will probably get into that fight first tomorrow, and I'll drop that on the Patreon for my Patreon members, at least a breakdown, and then we'll see if we actually end up making it a lock of the night play. Sage Lawrence, there's some things that we humans cannot verbally describe or calculate. And One of those things is the level of athlete and skill that Holland is. Couldn't be more on the dot there. I-, I love that approach. By the way, my guy Sage Lawrence, if that's actually your picture, you look a hell of a lot like... Um, fuck who's that kid uh married to alison brie alison Bree, husband dave franco you look like dave franco if that's you by the way <laughs> uh rick Sanchez of brunson looks like he did against uh wit holland will sleep him oh whitaker you mean yeah yeah exactly that's that's the thing brunson has come so far and since uh you know uh since the uh since that fight and since going to sanford mma he's really changed his game so i, I like what we see from him manuel Glarz is saying great show thank you brother i appreciate you stopping by have a good night lock of the night thank you rib lemons uh just like his son Jacare and buckley he will find a way to break brunson maybe 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 super fights with another dollar donation thank you for the for the love brother not even one comment from you just donations drop a comment <laughs> but appreciate the love nonetheless brother uh Sage stage saying Lock, you provide way better insight than clint i, I i'm not here to shun clint at all that's my guy that's my buddy but i appreciate the the compliment our brother one zero thursday so we have our own research to compare okay i think people just like the early the early drop of the week so they have something to to sink into uh chris Lewis is saying mondays at seven uh mr 420 saying always 420 could you imagine if i just do 420 mondays but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to 420 and do this podcast. That's safe for the lucky late night episodes. Uh, but, yeah, let's see. Uh, why didn't he find a way to break Stuart? Yep, good point, DJ Kill. Marcus Williams, great show. I like the live format. Heart says Holland, head says Brunson. Uh, yeah, my head is saying Brunson, and even my heart is saying Brunson, to be honest. Thank you, Marcus. I, I'll look to continue to do this on a on a live uh, feed rather than pre, pre-taped since so many people like it. Maybe I'll just have my graphics and all that shit ready, so I can implement it into the into the show as well, so it still looks nice and clean. But yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you, thank you for letting me know. Uh, let's see what the last couple guys here are saying. Then we'll get the fuck out of here. Nick West, Brunson round four is plus twenty eight hundred. I'd sprinkle a little bit on round four and round five. I'd do it uh z is saying i think brunson's recent wins are more of a tribute to his opponents falling apart elias come on true ian and edmund are relatively young with much fewer fights in the hall and just my thoughts great stream thank you z i appreciate you stopping by uh could be you know i think it's a it could be a little bit of category a a little bit of category b where brunson's move to Sanford has truly rejuvenated him so uh yeah again uh, as this chat uh uh finishes up please do let me know what you guys think about the live stream and what time I should be doing it moving forward because I might do it I might do it <laughs> um Rick Sanchez uh the Whitaker fight Brunson looked horrible. yeah again I am absolutely admitting it looked horrible but since his Elias Theodora fight which is when he um moved down to cyber MMA they've truly made him more of a disciplined fighter and it's showing in, in his performances TG Kill is completely different fighter versus Whitaker. Yes, he was anxious, nervous. Look bad. Yep. Kim Jong un. Shout out to Kim Jong un stopping by. Brunson didn't jump onto buzzing when he was hurt. He was so calm. I see him doing the same, taking the energy out of Holland and eventually finishing him. Yep. We saw a very good fighter that time. We saw a very, very good uh Derek Brunson. Especially in his last few fights. Uh Average Joe getting Izzy versus Yan vibes for this fight. Interesting. Uh, Dustin is saying like the live show Tuesdays would be awesome. All right, Tuesdays sounds good Monday or Tuesday. Just about any time. I prefer the early breakdown, but I will tune regardless of the time or day loyal. listener, thank you, Manuel. I appreciate that. Um Maybe I'll do Tuesday 7 p.m. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think about that because that'll be 4 p.m. on the West Coast 10 p.m. I think on the East Coast is a little bit too late for people. So maybe 7 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, maybe uh brunson was fighting still on natural ability wrestling against uh, whitaker wasn't even training in a real gym didn't have a coach yet i believe he had spent time at like greg jackson's and stuff and uh his own north carolina gym or south carolina wherever the fuck he's from but yeah Sanford for mma is absolutely killing it for him right now uh time is not a lie of all announced upcoming fights which are you most excited for i can't wait for wiley rose yeah i, I like wiley rose a lot too that's a great fight um I don't want to talk too much about future stuff. This is more so about the, the fight card this weekend. But yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Rexy is saying Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Okay. I personally, I think that's a little bit too late for the East Coasters. Um, it's perfect time for the West Coasters at 7 p.m. But I'm not sure how many people would be down to watch a, a stream at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Again, maybe 7 or 8 o'clock, I think, would be the, the sweet spot. Uh, more with less. I think if Holland just fights patiently and does an out himself, he wins. <laughs> could be. Could be. Could be. It's all about can he stop the takedowns and can he keep Brunson off of him? Because I think that's Brunson's path to victory here. Rexley, or Mondays? Cool, cool, cool. Brunson will get them cheeks clapped, silly dudes a damn near decade older than Big Mouth. Maybe. We'll see. Chris Lewis saying Tuesday 7 is good. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. New here, but I enjoyed the live stream. All comments were valuable towards my picks. Thank you, beautiful. I appreciate you stopping by for sure. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe. Hit that like as well, too. And I hope to see you here on a regular basis. Tuesday would be solid. No one dropping on Tuesdays yet. I I think Tuesday might be the spot. Freddie Freeball is saying any day live. 7 to 8 Eastern sounds just perfect for me. All right. All right. 8 p.m. is uh, what Mystery Always 420 is saying. I think that's right, too. I think 4 p.m. Some people are still getting off work on the West Coast. At least gives them time to get home and hop on the stream. Darnell Rowan is saying I'm good with either day. Superfight finally. Finally. With... A comment after dropping two dollars of donations throughout the chat thank you brother uh who you got in the bam bam fight now i wasn't here for a sec uh, i got i got to but i think the line's going to be a little bit too crazy i think the spot that people should target in that considering that Huntsucker's never been out of the first round that under one and a half that that will probably be a very good spot um but the juice on Tuivasa might be too much huntsucker is live for a ko himself but i don't see this fight going over seven and a half minutes Thank you, Nick West. Appreciate you stopping by. Freddie Freebone, who do you think Holland gets uh, next if he has some spectacular KO? Um, I'll I'll answer that real quick, and then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Let me look at the middleweight rankings real quick. So Holland is number 10. Brunson is number seven. We got Gaslam going up against Whitaker next month. I wouldn't mind Kevin Holland versus Uriah Hall, even though he'd probably be ranked higher than him. Kevin Holland against Jack Romanson. Wouldn't mind that either. Kevin Holland against Jared Kananir. Wouldn't mind that either. It's It would be his time to go up there in that top five. Uh, Peter Stirlis and and going to sleep. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, we'll end it off on that. We hit it at an hour and a half, Mark. Um, yeah, given the love that this live stream is getting, I might have to do this more on a on a on a live stream basis thanks to you guys i appreciate it all right uh yeah the, if you listen to this on audio i, I appreciate you guys checking out this uh the, the the podcast uh shout out as always to to the sponsors Coolbet, bet uh com. use promo code MMALOTN two you guys get a hundred percent match on your initial deposit up to 200 bucks um, shout out to Fanatics Fantasy MMA, the best fantasy MMA uh, sporting app out there. They not only do UFC, they do Bellator, they do all these other shows, 1FC. Uh, so make sure you guys check them out as well. The links are in the description below. And then obviously, if you want to support your boy even more, the Patreon is the best way to do that. Link is in the description below. Five bucks a month, ton of uh great content on there. Got a ton of great perks, and obviously the best way to support your boy and to keep me coming back for more. I'm doing this thing full time next week, so you know the whole point was to eventually do this full time. Eventually, at the point where I can do it full time, anything extra is just helping me do be a little bit more comfortable, be a little bit more secure. And uh, again, shout out to everybody that's supporting your boy. It means so so much. Um, but yeah, I will more than likely do this on a, on a live stream basis moving forward. So I appreciate all the all the love and and support that I've gotten to this point. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like and subscribe below. It helps your boy out the most. Good luck and your best this weekend. I have a ton of more streams that I'm doing throughout the week. So I'll, I'll see more of you guys tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Me and Cody are going to be doing propping you up on the odd stream. Friday, we're doing... Um, the we'll final weigh-in show, 9 p.m. Eastern, as always, on the odd stream. And then Saturday, the MMA LawCast Live, uh, we're doing that 1 p.m. Eastern on Fight Day. So I'll see you guys a lot throughout the week. Good luck on your best this, uh this weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow or the day after that and the day after that.